always been told that I'm too small. I know you see we ballin'. I'm not fat. You see we ballin'. I don't have what it takes. Let them dogs out. That red and black finna win the game. To be the best and stay the Hey, what's going on? You already know who it is. We got an interview today with number 64, Westerly Bulldog defensive lineman, Xavier Dubois. How you doing today? Doing pretty good. So, this is your second season with the high school team? Correct. And you had a year with the Pee Wee organization? Yes, I did. I did it was fun Playing On uh, Playing for the Bulldogs And Coach Miranda What do you get out of Things that the coach teaches you You get The importance of Time Importance of Skills Importance of family And The importance of just Becoming Just becoming one Group now, last year, you did something because of, you know, maybe not something that the coach told you to do, but, you know, inspirations from the coach. What did you do? Donated Christmas trees. And um, what made you decide to donate Christmas trees? Because I just, the importance of family and how we can bond as a community just made me feel motivated to help other people who can't have what we have. Very good. Now, you playing over here on this field, and, um, you know, before we get into that, you had the opportunity this season to play in a very important game? Yes, I did. And what game was that? Turkey Day. So now, I mean, you and many other players is now going to, you know, be able to, because, you know, that's a very historic game right there that's the 159th overall meeting between the two schools it's not the the longest uh serving game in the country but i think it's has it's the game with that you know the two schools played the most series i mean 
what did that mean for you to actually play in that game? Because you didn't play in that game last season. So when you was called on to play, to go onto the field, how'd that make you feel? I was overwhelmed with a whole bunch of emotions, excitement. And I was just excited to get on to play with my friends that I've been working so hard to do this whole season. Excellent. Now, you guys couldn't play with your cleats on for that game. We could not. Why was that? The ground was too solid, and we could not get our cleats in uh, traction enough. So we ended up wearing shoes because the cleats were too slippery for the ground. Now, Coach Miranda said the other day when he joined us on WBLQ that it was like concrete. It was like playing in the parking lot. We're basically running on pavement with cleats. So you guys switched to your basketball sneakers? Way to our, we wore our regular sneakers, our sneakers or um, our broken sneakers. Now, was that safe? No, I wouldn't think so. So, now that was based on the field conditions. I mean, how are the field conditions? Yeah, they were good at one point, but now they're just poor. There's too many holes. Right, and you know, the other day... I was in uh, the box. I wouldn't call it a luxury box, but I was up in a box with with a few people. And um, Salagari himself said that he would like to see a new turf field. Um, is that something that the players that you hear around the locker room would rather have? Because it don't seem like around town many people listen to the to the students. You know, mainly because probably the students don't vote. But what do the students feel about a football field? And do you think they would rather have, you know, artificial turf? Or you think they would rather have what they have now? I think they would love to have turf because it's, um, it's way better. Instead of, because um, some might like to have this field because it's like tradition to them. Because it's been in uh, the programs for many years. But I think it's time for a change. Yeah, I, you know, I, I can't say that I disagree with you. Uh, some people say, oh, but the injury is more different. But I read something in the Department of um, Journal Medicine or the Journal of Medicine, whatever it is. I read that, that the injuries are pretty much, um, pretty much similar. Now, you played on both fields. You played on natural grass. Um, and you also played on turf field. You played on New London's field, which was turf. Yes. Um, what other turf fields have you played on? Uh, oh, it's been a while. Um, it's been a long season. But you played on between a few years. You played because you played Pee Wee also. So you played on a few turf, you know, turf fields. You played more Stonington. natural grass fields. Uh, Stonington High School has a very, very nice field. I mean, Norwich has a turf field now. Montville even has a turf field. You know, and I think for a town like Westerly High School with so much football tradition that it's time that Westerly gets a turf field. Yes, I believe too. It's time for a new change. Time for a new look for the Westerly Bulldog organizations. Now, what did you get out of this season? You guys had, what, seven shutout victories? I think it was like eight. Uh, yeah, we had like over like six shout-out victories. I mean, that must have been you must have been pretty high with uh with uh, with emotions, you know, um, being on this team. I mean, this was one of, you know, people would say that this is one of the best 
westerly bulldog teams that have been on this surface in a long time. I would have to agree with that because, well, we've worked our asses off this whole entire offseason and well, how much we produce on the uh, regular season and how much we train all week. And the practice decides how you play in the games that we practice really hard, which determines how we will play in the regular game. Which is which is phenomenal, and I think this program is like by none way above other programs. I mean, you have optional off season off season training that you guys go to, so you guys have something to do in the winter time. Yeah, correct. So we can stay in shape and be ready for the next season. Now you don't have to do that. You don't have to. It's not mandatory. Now, do you participate in the off season training? Yes, I do. Excellent. Um. You got a few seniors leaving this year, about a dozen seniors, I I would say. Um, you got a message for them? Uh, good luck. I hope you guys make it to college, have a good career, and work as hard as you can. Make sure you uh, get achieve your goal, and I want to see if some of you guys can make it to at least a professional level. That would be great. You know, yeah, you guys, I mean, good luck to all you guys from... Um, you know what I mean? Antonio LaBoy, um, Brucha, Tristan, Tristan Toronto, fabulous couple years watching him play football. Um, who else is is leaving this season? We got Josh Lassert, who is a phenomenal teammate, great person, a great player, and a great motivator. Josh Lassert, I got to say, man, watching him play defense the kid's head was on a swivel it reminded me of a teddy brewski type player not the physicalness but teddy brewski was a sideline a sideline player and i think josh Lassert is one of them players that really they they have a nice combination of football attributes that will help him get to the next level so you know, maybe Josh and his father is going to look into different colleges. I mean, not everybody gets to the NCAA, but there's a lot of great Division Two, Division Three colleges. The Crown Plaza, uh, I think, is December 10th. has has a good program on. There's going to be recruits there, so you can get over there. But um, back to your seniors. So now we have Joshua Sir, LaBoy, Brutcher. Uh, Jalen Valentin, um, they're all they're all leaving. They're not gonna be here. There's about twelve. Uh, hopefully they can get back. I seen Junie Reels and Max Davis on the sideline during the Thanksgiving Day game. They were just telling us how we, they were excited for us and hoping that we can get another victory and see if we can bring the trophy, like keep the trophy home. Protect the trophy. Yes, protect the trophy. That by any means. Now it. How do you feel having, you know, uh, alumni on the sidelines, someone like Junie Rios that goes to UMass Dartmouth and our friend Ryan McCormick, he's up there coaching him. Ryan was on Westerly Life, the pregame show the other day, and he was telling me and Chad that pretty much that UMass Dartmouth, they draft heavily, heavily out of Westerly Stonington because the style of play and he had a lot of great things to say about Coach Miranda. And he did say that UMass Dotman was keeping an eye on Westerly's line for the next couple years. There's people that they're really interested in. 
So, I mean, so to have someone like Junie Rios and Max Davis, who won that, you know, defensive player a couple years in a row. He played in the All-State game last season. I mean, so that must have made you guys feel pretty good. Felt great to see my old teammates once again. So now everything's over. Football season. You put your cleats away. You took your shoulder pads off. What is next for football? Uh, work your ass off. Make sure you eat up. You got to grind, get bigger and faster, and make sure you're healthy for next season. And now on December 16th at 6 o'clock, you guys have an award banquet at the Cali Club. Yes, we do. I believe we do. Yes, we do. Now, what goes on at that banquet? Uh, we just like celebrate the season. We have a good time. We talk about the season. We reminisce the season we had with each other. And talk about how much we're going to miss each other and stuff. And talk about how great the players have been and we're going to miss the seniors. So that's a great night for the seniors. And, and of course, it's probably all about the seniors as, as it is and as it should be when it gets to this time of year. Because the seniors will never play on that football field together again. You know, some of them will go on to college but to some people, this is the last, that Thanksgiving Day game will be the last time that they play on a regulation football field. Some of them will go on, maybe, and go to college and play football. But some of them are going to enter the real world. Some of them going to go to college. Some of them going to pick up a job and just hopefully, you know, start to have a great career. But now you guys have a lot of people returning next season yes we do we have a lot of good juniors and um soon to be seniors and we got some pretty good sophomores moving up now i heard xavier ledbetter is gonna be coming back next season so you'll have somebody that could potentially throw the ball to so um you know, I know Aaron Perez looks like he could become a decent receiver. You got Greg Gorman that's stepping up in the tight end position. And it looks like, you know, Greg Gorman might even be the the kicker. Whether it's, at, whether it's extra points, whether it's punts. But look to see Greg Gorman involved. Who do you see or what do you see we could go into next season with and who could potentially be the new number 33 uh that's a that's a tough one right there um it'll be really hard to like have someone fill in his shoes but i don't think like anybody else can do that except for him because he's his own type of player he has his own style of play and uh i don't think anybody else can ever match that i mean shout out to tristan toronto man like the guy's been a bull for the last two seasons, 4,030 yards. He led the state this season according to national stats. You know, number one in the state for rushing, number one in the state for touchdowns, number one in the state for scoring, number one in the state for rece- for rushing yards. You know, so, I mean, what else can the kid do for a Division two school you know, so I hope Tristan goes on. I heard he was talking to people at URI. You know, so I hope Tristan goes on to have, you know, a bright future. I mean, he seems like a real good kid. Every time 
I seen Tristan, it was yes sir, no sir, and I was like, don't call me sir, you know, so I mean, you know, my hat goes off to that kid, man, and um, but who do you see stepping up as a running back, Rocco Salino has, has another year, I know we have a few kids stepping up from freshmen, um, Derek Mason has another year left, now I know he's not a running back, but I noticed his brother, you know, uh, throwing the ball around for the for the freshman team. I wonder if we could have a quarterback battle between um, Little Mason and maybe Ledbetter, you know, uh, because I know Ledbetter is a phenomenal, like, player, you know. He's a great baseball player, you know. Um, I've seen him on the peewee level play football. I've seen him play football on the junior varsity side. I've seen him play football on the varsity. So Ledbetter is a good good quarterback. You know, he's a good, mo- you know, he can run around, scramble. He could get them yards when he really, really has to. But, you know, hopefully he does come back. Like, from what I heard, he's coming back. And um, on the line now, you guys are going to have a pretty, pretty, exp- I think you guys are going to have a big, big line next season. You have Eric Wewell that's going to be back, and you know he's going to be a starter. You have uh, Michael Garofola, which I think he played exceptional at center the other day. Uh, Connor Martin will be back, barring his one-game suspension. You know, shout-out Connor. Yeah. <laughs> You know, a little knucklehead, but real, real good kid. Um, kind of Martin. Um, Trent Lamb. Trent Lamb, someone, you know, Trent Lamb. The Lamb family, someone else. I think Justin Lamb, which was, I think it's his father. I'm not sure. But he's also in the Thanksgiving record books for scoring multiple touchdowns in a game. And I think uh, Tristan Toronto beat his record the other day. But... That was a very, very exciting game. Stonington don't feel the same way. Now, about Stonington. What do you think? I know they're a young team. How do you think they felt? I mean, you've never been part of getting beat that bad, have you? Uh, I have not. No, so I mean, but how do you think that they felt after the game? Because was there a little bit of animosity between players when you guys all huddled up for the trophy presentation i think they're a little upset but i think they're gonna try to regroup from this and become motivated and see if they uh can improve and see what they did wrong and watch a lot of film and hopefully improve in the future so we can see a nice big battle because you guys had like 500 and some odd yards compared to their 50 you know so and their best plays came off I think um, it was a pump bobble that they recovered, you know, and they almost, they, they got close, and then there was another fumble, and I don't know if it was, somebody recovered that, I don't, I don't know if it was, um, yeah, West, it was Westerly that recovered, and I gotta say, that, that game, that, that Josh Lassert touchdown, like, the dude tripped over himself, Almost crossing, it's like the white line totally tripped him, you know, on the run he played. And and at the end of the game, there was something really special that I noticed that came from coaching. And did you notice the formation that was in there for the last play of the game? 
pretty sure it was victory formation. It was an all-senior backfield. Oh. And Antonio LeBoy, number 72, gets the call. They set up. Antonio LeBoy is set up on the left. They're like probably within the, the 20, maybe the 15-yard line. The ball gets snapped. Antonio LeBoy gets the carry. He runs. He jukes. I was like, yo, he just juked. He's running. He's running. He's holding that ball. Antonio LeBoy runs for a 14-yard carry. His last play as a senior. So that was very, very special. Well, thank you, Xavier, for doing this, man. And um, many, many people can come on here and we could do the same, same thing. But shout-out to Dwayne Miranda. Shout-out to the Westerly Bulldogs. Uh, Shout-out to the Stonington Bears. Shout-out to the senior class. Toronto. LeBoy. LeCert. All you guys, man, yo, just go do what you got to do. Jalen Valentin, you know, just be safe. Stay away from the fuckery. It's your boy Mikey, man. And tune in 7.25 in the morning, WBLQ.net, and you can check out your Westerly Bulldogs Junior Report. Hello, how you doing? It's Mikey Rebello, man. I want to welcome you to Bulldog Football, man. I've been working on this podcast for a few months. It used to be New England Patriot Rundown. But now, with the help of many, it is now Bulldogs Football. I was able to get that URL, and I just... Couldn't resist getting it, even though this podcast is going to be more than about just Westerly football. Those of you that that know me know I've been on WBLQ, uh, WBLQ WBLQ.net, The Buzz, Interstate 95.1 Radio, you know, talking Bulldog football all season. Westerly Bulldogs had a very, very good season. They finished their overall record at 9-2. Who knows if they had someone to pass the ball. Maybe they would have done a little bit better. But how you doing, everybody? Where you from? You can listen anywhere you want. This podcast is available on many many platforms not just you can't get it on Facebook unless it's shared you can only get it on the Anchor Network you can get it on Apple iTunes uh, you can get it on Google Podcast app which is very good I'm glad to be part of the Google Network you can get it on Stitcher you can get it on Spotify if I'm even saying that right, my kid's laughing at me. I don't know if it's Spotify or Spotify. You could get it on Radio Public, um, Pocket Cast, all types of platforms available. Bulldogs Football, check it out. And if you want 
something on the other spectrum, you can always go to anchor.fm slash can we keep it real. Another podcast, a lot of hip-hop reactions, a lot of real crime news, a lot of real things that are going on. That one's a little vocal, a little local. When I say local, I don't mean local like your local neighborhood. It can get a little a little chaotic and it could get a little a little crazy over there. You know, there's a lot of stuff on that on that um on that podcast about Takashi 69, everything going on with Takashi 69. There's stuff on juvenile reform. Um what else do we have over there? We have uh, Eminem's Kill Shot Review. We have Machine Gun Kelly Freestyles over there. Uh, we have How Proof from D12 Died. Um, we have stories on how Eminem actually got up and popping. And how he came back to Detroit and picked up his friends. Which was uh, a group called D12. You know, there's, there's a lot of... A lot of interesting things over there in that podcast. So I think there's over 200 and some odd episodes, man. Over 80,000 downloads. So people listen. So it's not like I'm just talking to, you know, talking into some technology. And, you know, but people are listening. I had over 80,000 over there. This one used to be uh, New England Patriot Rundown. But thankfully, we was able to get it switched up. We got a whole new URL, you know. Bulldogs football, so that's where we're at. How you doing? A lot of people, you know, with the... I think it'll be good for the first episode, you know, of Bulldog Podcast pretty much to discuss uh, the Bulldog's name. Now, there was a great story. Shout out Westerly Life. Westerly Life actually sponsors my morning sports... My morning junior sports updates... On Stereo WBLQ, you can catch that at WBLQ.net. You can download the free app. I'm on at 7.25 in the morning. So, check that out. Uh, WBLQ is very good for the neighborhood. Uh, Exclusive Bulldog Radio. You know, they have Ken Collins doing all the varsity football stuff myself Mikey Rebello doing all the junior stuff the freshman junior varsity the middle school so there's a lot of things going on in and around Westerly and we'll also have some local interviews with with people with Bulldog persona you know I'm gonna try to get UMass Dotman coach Ryan McCormick um I was on Westerly Life pregame show on the Thanksgiving Day football game. And you need to go check that out if you haven't seen it. It's on westerlylife.com. It's the 159th overall meeting between Westerly Bulldogs and the Stonington Bears. They met overall 159 times. Now some people, it's not the longest running rivalry in America but I think it's the most meetings in America between between two schools and there is a lot of history between these two schools that are separated by a bridge and about three miles of space up until recently this game was about community it was about a rivalry between two towns But it seemed that friendly rivalry is going away and they're building up a lot of animosity. 
I don't think the head coach over there at Stonington was too happy after the game. You know, I, I think he got his feelings hurt a little bit by, by you know, what happened throughout the game. You know, the, the Bulldogs won that game with a, with a crazy score of 61 to nothing. Joshua Sert was very active in that game. You know, uh, that kid plays with his head on a swivel sideline to sideline. You know, very, very good football player. A lot, a lot of good seniors over there that are going to be moving on. Tristan Toronto is one of them. Um, Jalen Valentin, which transferred from Charahoe. He played Westerly a couple years ago. You, there's a big video of him playing Fitch on YouTube. Uh, Westerly Bulldogs vs. Fitch. You can go check that game out. It was the first year, I believe, that Coach Miranda took over the Bulldogs. And uh, I got to say, Jalen pretty much put that team on his back and scored four touchdowns to win the game. Fitch was up 20-some-odd to nothing, and Jalen Valentin just scored Every time in that game, Dwayne Miranda was going to give him the game ball, but said, based on budget, I need it back. You know, which was pretty comical. There's a video on YouTube about that. You know, and then Jalen went on to play at Charahoe, and then he came back for his senior year and played at Westerly. And I think he accumulated probably about 700 yards for the season. So he was Westerly's number two back. You know, Jalen in open space, very, very dangerous. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing Jalen on the basketball court this this year. Went to sports, started a few days ago. Tryouts are going on right now for uh, freshman, junior varsity. The middle school's building a team. You know, and then wrestling starts next month. And I believe the Bulldog football team, they'll be back to training probably in a couple weeks uh coach miranda offers them a voluntary off-season training which i'm glad most of the team really digs in and gets involved in that but the story that westerly life had they had a story about it was pretty much the mystery of the bears and the bulldogs so i figured it'll be really good to break this story down because I asked people around town and a lot of people have no idea in the Westerly area and in the Stonington area how either team got their name and I came across you know this great article in the Westerly Sun you know I mean I'm sorry how could I even say that I apologize, westerlylife.com. I would never disrespect you like that, Xander Westerly son. Oh, my God. But anyway, I found this story on westerlylife.com, and I thought it'd be a good story, you know, to for the, for the podcast listeners, and I thought it would be a great, great first story to start the Bulldog Network off. The Bears, we all know, play for who? Yep, Stonington High School. And the Bulldogs, well, if they're not Stonington, it got to be Westerly High School. These are two American towns which are really connected by the state line. And high school football teams have yearly Thanksgiving rivals and have played against each other for more than 100 years. 
with the first game going as far back as 1911. The two state-friendly rivalries, as sometimes called a family rivalry or community rivalry, because the connection between the two towns is so deep. Some people might live in Westerly, or they might work in Westerly and live in Stonington, or vice versa. Some people may live in one town and work at another school, or they may have went to another school and lived over there. You know, but some have relatives, some have relatives on both teams. Some have family members that played on both teams. The games have always been very, very friendly, and they provide a lot between the two communities. At one time, they provided good, wholesome hometown fun, uh, great American holiday time. People of all ages, they, there's Thanksgiving Day games, there's celebrations, there's yearly traditions that go all the way up leading up to this game. There's big pep rallies at the high schools, and then usually the two teams meet in the center of town over near the post office, and they have a pep rally over there. This year, I think it was way too cold. I mean, this this rivalry, it's, it's something that I was very, very surprised about. And, and just I couldn't believe the amount of people, you know, the, the last few years, what I have learned, you know, being an outsider and coming to Westerly and learning the tradition of Westerly and seeing that, that Westerly is very, very different from other places you know so so we wonder like how the bulldogs got their name you know so i started reading through this to this article you know and and even the writer of this article said you know they didn't think it would be as difficult as it was they thought it maybe make a couple phone calls get a little information maybe you know and they'll figure out pretty much what the names were and and really i think they realized that they started something that that turned into visits to schools emails phone conversations back they had to get in touch with with local historians uh trips to the westerly library to local history department uh phone calls to stonington library online chats uh with the state library in Hartford, connecticut so getting this story together was a big project something that that i think the writer thought that that it was going to be very easy because of how popular it was i mean they were getting some information from here some information from there you know, some from the Bulldogs and some from the Bears. And some of them kind of just, just didn't make sense. So they talked to various historians and searching through a lot of old docu- documents, a lot of old school yearbooks. But really, the writer was saying that, that nothing was 100% definitive into revealing how either team got their name. So the researchers, they said that the Westerly Sun actually referred to the Bulldogs in a 1930 issue. 
and the Norwich Bulletin mentioned them in an earlier 1928 issue. The earliest Westerly High School yearbook examined was from 1900, where the team was simply called at that time the Westerly Football 11. The earliest newspaper clipping of Westerly High School's first football team was in 1886, where they were referred to as the Gridiron Heroes. But that could have just really been, you know, a term that they used for the team. And then there was a photo. A photo, it was framed of Mr. Charles Mason in the Westerly High School Library, which states he was principal from 1928 to 1952. So given his nickname, it would suggest that the team was named after him, but there was no documentation found to make that a certainty. Now, when I mentioned the name, I left the part out. It was Mr. Charles E. Bulldog Mason. So there's a possibility that that, that is where Mr. Mason received his name. If Mr. Mason did start as principal in 1928, like the writer says, would it have been possible that he was nicknamed Bulldog and that the team was named after him that very same year? Was Mr. Mason a football coach prior to being principal? And if so, would the team have chosen the Bulldogs to honor him? As he left coaching and went on to be a principal. That was a very, very good possibility. Why was Mr. Mason called Bulldog? And was he the reason why the Westerly High School football team got their name? Was it possible that the team was already called the Bulldogs? And then the principal got his nickname from the team. But it seemed that one of the very, very first images of a bulldog as a mascot was seen in 1946 in an issue of the Baca, a Westerly High School newspaper that is still going on today. It appears that this was the first edition of the Baca, and one could assume that it was named after the bark of a dog, a bulldog. On the top it reads, Let's get a beer. Referring to the Stonington Bears, the previous issue of the school's newspaper was called The Senior, and that was dated 1945-1946, which that was probably the spring issue, and just prior to it being renamed the Baca, in the fall semester of 1946, so, and then we talked to uh, Mr. Ritako. The, uh, it goes on, I read in some of the comments and I asked around, I talked to Mr. Morano and, and I guess Mr. Mason pretty much had a, had a grin like a bulldog, so that was his nickname. So it looked like the bulldogs did get their nickname from Mr. Mason. Regarding the Bears, the issue of the Norwich Bulletin prior to 1928 pretty much referred to Stonington's high school team really as simply the Stonington football team. And they were listed as the Bears in 1928 in the Stonington High School yearbook. 
So while the writer was looking through the yearbooks and um, in the local library of the Westerly Library, they made a discovery. There was a school program that was pretty much tucked into a yearbook. The program cover, it was construction paper. I think it was folded and, and there was a mascot glued on it with the letters Stonet SHS for Stonington High School in the year 1926. So it appears that the Stonington football team was called the Bears as early as that year. The Bears mystery really, it's a little more expansive than the Bulldogs. You know, and there was still a lot of questions that remained due to the lack of records that was found. And really not having enough time for the research possibilities. So it seems like what started as an easy article for them to write really turned into a lot, a lot of hours of research. And it still has not yet. I mean, a lot of people assumed it. But gratitude goes out to everybody who really en- entertained this question. And, and um, you know, thank you to the Westerly Life for letting me, uh, you know, go on with this article. Because this was a pretty great story. And if you want to read the story, you can go to westerlylife.com. Uh, but the story also says... Among those who are owed a thank you are the principals and staff of Stonington High School and Westerly High School, the Stonington, Westerly, and Connecticut State Libraries, and specifically Mr. Anthony Lombardo, Mr. David Erskine, Ms. Marianne Mirando, Ms. Jane Maxson, Ms. Nina Wright, Mr. Tom O'Connell, Miss Diane Show and Mr. Brian Marone for taking the time out of their day to insist in the quest to solve the mystery. And also, anyone that really thinks that they have any kind of answers, maybe they can, you know, let us know. You can reach out to me or, you know, because it is a great, great story. I mean, maybe someone from a previous graduating class from either school or a current student might want to take the mystery on as a special project, you know, by all means. But, um, but yeah, there's, there's, there's pictures also from a 1940 yearbook, um, that referred to Stonington pretty much as, as the, the senior yearbook in 1943, um, See Johnny Hook better known the bull because talks about Johnny Hook, Fred Kennedy, you know. So now Stonington High School is the biz, and you know the earliest that was determined was 1926, and we know that that the inauguration of the Bakker pretty much named the high school team the Bulldogs. And it's a shout out to the principal, Charles Bulldog Mason. And inside there's also a little, there's a statue of a bulldog. And um, and I believe that is his name. His name is, is Mason. But um, so that's, that's about it. But it looks like that the bulldog's name came from the principal of Westerly High School, Mr. Mason. 
with the nickname The Bulldog. But it's your boy Mikey, man. This is thanks for listening to Bulldog Football. We'll have more episodes coming very, very soon, man. Um, shout out to Westerly Life. Shout out to WBLQ. Um, and get the WBLQapp.net and listen in the morning for your um, for your Westerly Bulldog Junior Sports Report. And you can tune in here for all your Bulldog news. Alright, it's your boy Mikey. And don't forget to check out Can We Keep It Real also.